Welcome to The Lively Show. Let's explore the beauty of being alive. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's show. Today's episode is a little solo episode, checking in with you and sharing something that I have been experiencing over the better part of a year almost now around the name Bella and changing my name to Bella and all the things that came along with that name change. And the name change itself, going by a different name in and of itself, just changing the name wasn't really, it was a little different, of course, but the challenging growth-filled part of it was more about the name being the name Bella. So I thought I would share a little bit about what that journey has looked like for me. And even if you never change your name, but you feel called to explore a different aspect of this reality or facet of yourself and might come across potentially some inner resistance to it, this is something that I've been looking at in my own mind as well, over the last year and thought I would share in case it helps anyone else who's looking to feel like this feeling of expansion, but also this mind holding back to saying that's not who I am and trying to stay stuck in what it's used to being known as or feeling good at in its own life. And also on the subject of beauty itself, since that was obviously the facet that I was being called into further in my own life, I thought I would share some of those things I've actually faced and grown from as well on that subject in particular. So let's dive in. So in terms of the name, as you guys know, I went from Jess, as you may have heard on many a season of these lively show episodes to Bella. I started to make the name more official last October when I turned 38, but this actually hasn't legally taken shape yet. I'm waiting for my visas here in the UK, and then I'll do the name change in the US, and then I'll update the visas. And that seems to be the path of most flow when it comes to name changing with everything else I have going on in my life that's evolving as well. Now, even though the name hasn't changed yet, I am going by Bella in all the different facets of the business and in as many places as possible so far. So the name's already kind of taking shape and it's so fun to be going by that and feeling more like Bella than Jess at this point as well. But the journey to getting that name and then adopting the name to be something I actually am going to go by was much deeper because of the name being Bella. This actually comes from 2021 when my partner at the time said, I know your name's not Jess from other lifetimes and your inner voice is certainly not Jess. So ask your inner voice what your name is. And so since I was asked to ask my inner voice, I did what I teach and I heard Bella. And the name itself was very triggering for my mind at first because it meant beauty so obviously. It wasn't one of those names like Stephanie or Penelope or Lauren that I'm sure has, or even Jessica, that has a meaning to the name but isn't as obvious as the name Bella being the Italian word for beauty. So hearing that name being the word beauty so obviously and in your face in a sense felt crazy to me because that's not a name or an identity factor of myself personally that I ever thought about or focused on in my own life. So it was very weird and strange and uncomfortable to my mind at first when I first got the name and heard it in myself because it didn't even feel like who I was. You know, it wasn't like, oh, this is just a better name for Jessica. (laughs) It was like, this is not even Jessica. And in a sense, actually, that's a really good 
thing to point out. Like I really have evolved in the expression going into this name and who knows where I'll be and how I'll be showing up in the future as well. But actually I do think there's a lot of power in the name change because it is such a difference from how I've been. And it's really called forth in me different facets of growth in myself that as a personality level of myself that I didn't even touch into as deeply before, but has actually been so amazingly powerful and have just like blasted through so many limiting potentials I didn't even know I had on the subject of beauty, which only by being the name beauty <laughs> would ever have called out of me to see that they were even still hiding in the background. So basically, if it had given me the name Lauren, Stephanie, Penelope, something else, or even the name Sophia, which is I have chosen as my future middle name to be Sophia. Sophia means wisdom. I always love the name Sophia as it sounds just saying the word, but also the meaning being wisdom, easy peasy. I got that all day because that to me is just the representation of the inner voice and what I do with you here in my work and also in my own personal life. The thing that's so deeply entrenched into my reality is wisdom. So that part was easy to pick. And if that was just the name that I got, nothing really very deeply would have changed other than people would call me a different name and I'd have a prettier name, so to speak, in my own preference-wise-ness be living from. But getting the name Bella actually really, really, really made me look at the, the concept of beauty and what beauty means for me and where I've allowed myself to express beauty and where I haven't historically allowed myself to express beauty, or at least not to the fullest of my own potential, which I didn't even know until I got the name. So what I've realized in this whole thing was that growing up, I was a little bit like Hermione. I was very cute, very studious little girl that had big curly brown hair, big freckles, and uh, big gold rim glasses, and was just reading and studying and super smart. Intelligence came easily to me. I think it's something that has been many lifetimes practiced. And so I think at, at the core, one of my soul traits, I think, uh, this is just a perception, is a student, a scholar, someone that is studious. This just seems like even the stuff that I love, I study it. <laughs> even when I get into things like flower arranging or chief sport making, I go in and I study it and then I, I learn what I want to learn and then I, I have the skill. So even when it came into more beautiful things or beauty related things like makeup as a, as a subject, that I Again, deep dive, deep, studious dive, not by reading books per se, but just going into the incessant love for learning on all things, whether it's quantum mechanics, you know, it's law of attraction, it's inner voice, or it's, you know, makeup. I love learning. And so that intelligence aspect or that wisdom Sophia aspect were easy poker cards that I had in my hand from from kind of day one. But the Bella, the beauty aspect of it was something I always appreciated, but I appreciated at a distance. So it wasn't the physical body's aspects of beauty that I innately took to quickly. I always loved interior design. I always was, a, you know, 14 years as a jewelry designer. Of course, beauty and design was something that was very important to me through most of my life. But the actual physical body itself and being called beauty for itself was something that I didn't identify with. And I never felt negative. Like I was, I never felt the opposite being like ugly. I just never felt 
the word beauty felt right either. If that makes sense, it was kind of an empty space or place in my life. It wasn't a negative one by any means. It's just something that was uncovered, untouched, unexplored. I'd say another area of life in that same way would be like musical ability. If there is any in me, that would be a fun surprise to discover. But that's something also that just like was kind of untouched, unexplored. And getting the name Bella of course, was a challenge to think, even though my inner voice says that the reason it chose the name Bella for me, I finally had the idea to even ask about it. A few months ago, I said, why did you pick the name Bella? Like, obviously, I've gone through this whole journey with the name and then chosen to use it in my real life a year after I got the name from my inner voice. I said, why did you pick Bella after all? I just finally thought to ask and it said, Bella Lively, the beauty of being alive. And I thought that was so beautiful and poetic and meaningful on so many levels as a soul that I feel like this is probably my last life on the earth. And if I'm going to end it, ending on the beauty of being alive, just that's pretty special. So I love it. And now that I know it's not actually saying that I am the, the meaning of Bella has to be specifically the body or the form that I take as a human, but actually it doesn't not include that, if that makes sense. So of course, it's the beauty of being alive in all facets, including the body, but not only the body, not only my houses or my jewelry or my outfits or whatever else, but also the body too. And so that's where the growth really was for me because all the other aspects of beauty, I easily, for the most part, integrated and already accepted and loved um, as a lover of all things beautiful. That was very easy to love beauty and loving even the beauty of other women or other men for that matter, of course, easy to appreciate, but to actually embrace and cultivate my own within myself and my own body, that coming to beauty in my body, that was a new arena for me that I hadn't really delved into nearly as much as the name Bella kind of pulled forth from me. So if you're feeling in your own life, like there's something of interest to you, maybe it is being more creative, healthy, spiritual, musical, funny, wooey, you name it, whatever, logical, maybe even more grounded. I don't know. Whatever the case is, if you're feeling called into something new and something different than you're used to identifying with, I can understand that sense of who am I if I evolve? Who am I if I change? Who am I? Am I still the same person? Am I not? Am I being untrue to myself if it's not the same self as before? Um, I think it's so easy for us to get attached to certain identities. I was just telling my friend Jess in Detroit, who you guys met not long ago on the show, the, uh, this kind of fact goes into so many small and big things. Obviously, the name Bella was a huge shift for me in an experience but also when I was younger, there was smaller things that I had limitations to and said, I am this and I don't do that. And they were so false and arbitrary, but I didn't even know how false and arbitrary they could be. For example, when I started traveling, I started to have mussels, those, the foods you eat, like the oysters and mussels. I ate them for the first time in Amsterdam. For the entire five years, I was in a relationship with Mr. Lively. And I really think it was probably all the way up before him too. But I know for sure, the entire five years I was with Mr. Lively, I never ate a mussel or an oyster or a clam or anything in a shell. He loved them and ordered them all the time when we went out to eat. And I never touched one once. Why, you might ask? Because I said, I don't like them. 
I don't even think I'd ever had one, but I'd certainly never touched one when he was ordering them all of those years, that he loved them. And then I am, here I am, honest, you know, on the road, flowing around the world in 2016, and I'm in Amsterdam, and I try the oysters and mussels and start to like realize, oh my gosh, I totally love these things that I never even allowed myself to touch before because I don't like oysters or I don't like mussels. This, I know, is a very small thing, but it is something as in a very small example of part of what I thought I was was that obviously was completely arbitrary and changed. And the same was true on the much deeper, bigger level for me around the concept of being or really embodying the feeling of beauty inside of myself. Because if at the end of the day, that's really the challenge that I was presented with. Obviously, I could go by the name Bella and still not embody the idea of beauty within myself. Just like, you know, I didn't specifically embody the idea of Jessica. I just, that was a name that didn't really have any, I think it means like the wealth of God or something. If I look up uh, on Google, what is the baby name meaning of Jessica? But I never thought of like being the wealth of God. <laughs> I was just being myself, but I was being myself, the self that Jessica didn't like muscles and Jessica that was very smart and wise, but not identifying with the idea of beauty, but embodying beauty. So I, going by the name, but not just going by it, but embodying and feeling the essence of beauty, not only in my surroundings around my body, but also within and through the body itself was a huge unfolding that took, like I said, a year to even feel like that would be something I'd even want to do. And then by embodying it, realizing all of these old hangups, kind of like the muscles I was just speaking to that I still held within me saying that my body wasn't beautiful. And that's actually kind of to the next stage. So if you are feeling like you're, you know, being called forth to do another creative expression of yourself, whether that's to explore a different subject than you're used to exploring, live in a different place than you're used to, ending a relationship you've had for a long time, becoming a parent if you've never been one before, I don't know, all these different life changes or choices, or maybe like becoming healthier or creative or spiritual or wooey or funny or musical, whatever it is. If you're feeling a new archetype or personality aspect of yourself, a facet of yourself coming through, by all means, I totally totally understand what it feels like. And I just want to say what I learned at the end of all of those months of contemplating that subject is adding to yourself does not subtract from your other gifts. You're just evolving. And I just want to say that because it's something that it took me many months to really integrate and live from. But it's like the best analogy I've got at the moment, I've got two for you. <laughs> I got one that says basically, it's like learning another language. Like if you want to learn Portuguese, it doesn't mean you're going to know less English. It just means you know more words in another language also. So if you take on a new creative expression in your identity facet of yourself as a human mind on this planet, it's not going to change your essential nature. You're still going to be awareness no matter what. So you don't have to take it too seriously, but at the same time, don't stop yourself from expressing in new and creative ways if you're feeling called towards them. So keep that in mind. You're learning new words in a new language you may not have known before. It does not negate your vocabulary in your other core languages. So I'd say that. And the other way of looking at it is kind of like poker. I feel like when we're born, it's like we get held this like hand of poker cards and we're looking at them. And normally we just double down on like the top one or two cards 
rather than sometimes evolving and upgrading the lower hand cards that we're not so strong in our hand, trading them in and getting higher cards, like expressing ourselves in new and fabulous ways. We can have an entire royal flush of things that we're wonderful at, not just the one or two and just get extra, 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 extra good at those two things that we allow. Like I said earlier for myself, that would have been intelligence and wisdom. But that doesn't mean I can't also embody beauty, not only in my surroundings of my, where I choose to stay, eat and live, but also where I look like in a physical form. I remember this uh, on the subject of the form, kind of switching into the subject of beauty. And if this is something you may also have rejected a little bit to some big or small degree in yourself. I didn't even know I was doing that, to be honest, though. I wouldn't have told you in 2016 that I was negating beauty for myself. It's not even like I even thought of it that way. It was just by getting the name that I realized how much I was uncomfortable with the name because it brought up all of those latent and hidden insecurities about embodying beauty in a physical form. But I will say when I was getting into my inner selfie phase, which is in 2020, I started taking selfies because I always dreaded them before. (laughs) Never was good at selfies or photo taking in general. I was very self-conscious in them. I started getting so many people taking inner selfies and sending them over to me too on Instagram. It was really wonderful little phase. And one of the women said, her inner voice said that they love taking inner selfies. And she asked why. And the inner voice said, because our body is our home. So to the inner voice, it's like taking a picture of the leaning tower of Pisa or taking a picture of your body is the, it's a, both are structures that uh, consciousness, you know, goes inside, whether the, you go into the leaning tower of Pisa or you take a picture of an architecture or a home, which I do endlessly for the joy and love of architecture and homes that I stay in or live in. I love taking pictures of them because they're beautiful. But her inner voice said that the inner voice's perspective on the bodies are the same as those beautiful places we stay in or hotels we go to. It's the hotel for the consciousness that we are is the physical body in the form. So of course, it loves that just as much and doesn't differentiate it as wrong or right or good or bad in any sort of way. And so I think also, I think coming from a kind of consciousness and a bit of a spiritual mass consciousness, there tends to be sometimes a little bit of that old, old kind of, I would say almost religious kind of undertones of like rejecting the body or you're not about the body. And it's like, yes, we get that. We don't need to be defined by our bodies, but also can we love them and cherish them? Because every inner voice I've ever worked with has always said they want to love and cherish their bodies and have fun in their bodies. And express in their bodies. And so they, you know, the inner voices are certainly never rejecting bodies, but our minds often may do so. And so one of the things I realized, and I just want to share these kind of like tangential things around beauty, in case this is useful for anyone that's feeling like they might also be okay with beauty in some regards, but also maybe rejecting their beauty. And of course, by the way, everybody's preferences to beauty are unique to themselves. And of course, there's generalized trends of an era of time too. And even the generalized era of time preferences, like when you look at the Renaissance sculptures and paintings, there's a certain look that was deemed as to being beautiful. And now there's a different look that's deemed to be beautiful now. What's interesting now is because of the internet and because of so much communication and and sharing, there's so many different trends and preferences and points of view, even in like a mini mass consciousness ways. By no means do you have to follow any mass consciousness 
beliefs, small or large, around your preferences about beauty in yourself, nor do I. But it's fun to find out what do you truly prefer if you are thinking about the subject of beauty from the lens of your own Bella Vita. So if you make your own reality or imaginary dimension that only you can go to, it's like kind of that version of if you're on a desert island, only you're not on a desert island. You're not restricted to having limitations like a desert island and you're stranded. You're the creator of your own reality. And in that reality, what do you create? And if you're playing with an avatar, for example, you could be a, a reptile. You could be look like an alien, whatever you want an alien to look like. You could look like a Frenchie. You could look like a lamppost. You could look like an invisible ball of sparkle dust. There's really no reason to have a physical human looking body. But if you choose one, what does that look like? And how do you like it? And what do you do with it? For myself, my own avatar gave me a clue to how much I actually did love beauty, actually, even in the physical form. Because when I made Bella Vita, which was right around the time I started contemplating the name change to Bella itself, I went by Bella first and Bella Vita. That was easy to do because I'd prefer to be Bella and Bella Vita than Jess. So that actually, in a sense, was a first telltale sign that maybe I would actually want to go by that because given a reality where no one's there and I can do anything I want, easily pick. I picked Bella for the name. Then I picked the avatar aspects of myself. Sometimes I love to be a non-physical blur of nothing, no body at all. That's a really, really beautiful expression that I love so much when I go to Bella Vita. And then sometimes I like to be in a female avatar. Now the female avatar looks pretty human, although it doesn't have any skin pores because <laughs> why need you don't need to have acne or pores on your skin. You don't even need a digestive tract. I don't even have a toilet in Bella Vita because I don't need to actually use the bathroom. I can literally use this reality to my heart's content for anything that I actually choose and drop all the things of duality that I don't prefer. But I do overall prefer a physical human body for my avatar. And she generally looks in a lot of ways like myself now with a few different, you know, she is a tan. Well, then I discovered self-tanner in this reality. She had white teeth. There's teeth whitening in this reality too. I wanted a certain hair color. And then of course I flow into a hairdresser that does that perfect color that I've envisioned for so long. Still waiting for the hair to grow out because the hair, is, the other reality is longer than the one is here. But like otherwise, it's just so fun to see, oh, well, these are all the things that I would choose without any limitation or any mental hangups if I didn't have to worry about this reality or actually anyone else or my, anything. That's what I did. And so I found that very interesting to see what level beauty played in my own personal reality. It was primary to that reality. The thing I love most about Bella Vita is how beautiful the home that I designed is, the nature that I chose is, the little dogs that I have are. It's the beauty and the feelings of joy that I love feeling so much. And so there you go. Of course, I, it makes perfect sense. When I looked at it from the lens of being in Bella Vida, I wasn't sitting in Bella Vida studying. <laughs> I was just in Bella Vida enjoying all the beauty that I created instantaneously with the intention to have it. So it's funny enough, as I was mentioning, some of those things that I envisioned my avatar having like a tan or white teeth or hair color, for example, or even hairstyle started to show up in this reality. And of course it would, as I maintain the feelings in the other reality, this body is still experiencing the frequency of those feelings. And the reality here can't tell the difference between where you're getting your feelings from. So because I'm getting them directly from the experiences in Bella Vida, but I'm channeling that 
energy through a body that's still breathing in this one, a lot of those manifestations started to effortlessly come into this reality. So side note, if you're looking to manifest, creating your own reality like Bella Vita is a powerful way. I have found without even trying to create similar things in this reality or call similar feeling experiences into this reality. One of the things though, that was in this journey that I found very helpful on the subject of beauty though, was realizing how many emotional beanbags I had on parts of my body. So for anyone that's interested in beanbagging, if you've done it through IVFT or you've taken a class or two with me and you've seen the beanbagging process or you've listened to even just the Beauty of Life episodes with Jennifer and Danielle, you probably get an idea of how beanbag releasing or emotional releasing works. And what I have, I want to tag here for anybody that's curious about it is I started to look in the mirror And a full body mirror is a good place to start actually. And start to look at any area that your mind judges or feels bad or wants to avoid looking at or wants to be critical of and then beanbagging that area of your body. And it could also obviously apply to your face or your body. It doesn't really matter any part of your physical that you have an emotional reaction to that doesn't feel pleasant or at least neutral. So that is fascinating to neutralize all those negative feelings that we can hold. I was shocked at how many beanbags I have been holding about different facets of my physicality. And by beanbagging them, I was fascinated to get to neutral about all of them. It was so much better than being in critical about them. And as I got to neutral and clear about them, they are what they are. They didn't have to have emotions attached to it, judgments attached to it, and the stories and thoughts that go with those emotions. Then the body started to shift. (laughs) That was pretty cool. It was pretty amazing to see how the body shape changed once the emotional beanbags were released. I really haven't done any bigger classes with this yet. I would be potentially open in the future to trying this with a group class because I feel like I think this is an untapped aspect to recognize that when we see something in the mirror and we have an emotional reaction to it and then we we like see it, we're kind of shocked. <laughs> and then we hold our breath and we suck that emotion in, it gets trapped. And as we hold those emotions in, and we don't want to look at them, we don't even want to look in the mirror necessarily at that part of ourselves. We just end up freezing these energy bubbles, so to speak, or these beanbags around our bodies on these body parts. And then they have to manifest to match those feelings instead of releasing the negative feelings. Because we tend to want to avoid the negative feeling overall because we're afraid it's going to make it worse or it's going to feel bad to go into them. But once you know how to transmute those feelings, there's huge liberation in that because you can get to neutral and clear about those areas, uh, let's say on this example being your body, But then your body is not trapped to have to match those vibrations into this reality. So it gives your body a chance to shift, evolve, and change, and possibly even in a more uh, aligned way to the energy flow naturally through your body. So I actually realized in my own situation, I have been not making it easier on my body. Let's say that. It's not to make it It wasn't what caused the body to express in certain ways, but it wasn't helping the expression change 
by holding on to those emotions. So I highly recommend anybody to just look in the mirror and just take it one at a time and breathe into and release all of the emotions. You don't have to do it all in one go, certainly depending on the person. That might be easy. You might have just two areas you feel critical about. But if you had a lot of them, then take your time with it. (laughs) But definitely something that I think was a very powerful shift because even after that happened, then even in things like Pilates reformer classes, which I love taking, I feel like, I've been able to bring my awareness into so many different aspects of my body through the practice of of that. And also, I think it's just like bringing all the energy back into the body without any emotional limitations on top of it or judgments that go with those emotions. Huge, 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 huge. So definitely want to, to kind of highlight that. And I also, like I said earlier, having choices encouraged to choose choices in this reality that might match some of your favorite things that you would do in your own Bella Vita to your avatar. Also fun. So if you have, let's say, purple hair, I guess I'm just picking up something random um, in your Bella Vita, could you potentially play with having purple hair in this reality? By no means do you need to. I'm not saying you should. But if you feel like it, or maybe you have, I don't know, a tattoo in your reality or you don't have a tattoo that you have here in your avatar in that reality, you could always get one removed if it's something or get one added or just try playing with things that feel playful and fun that could blend the two realities. For me, I don't have tattoos in either reality, so or at least not yet. So that's not a part of my reality, but like my hair color, or I started playing with like, what would it be like just for fun if I was a few inches taller in Bella Vita that I am here? Never cared about my height here one way or the other, but when I did that, I eventually flowed into heels in this reality, which was hilarious because I didn't even know how to walk in heels. I had to YouTube how to walk in high heels <laughs> when I got them. But then once I learned how to walk in them and they could actually be comfortable for the most part, I was like, oh my goodness, now I have many pairs of high heels in this reality and in Bella Vita because Bella Vita has no gravity. So I can walk, I don't even have to walk anywhere. I just wear heels if I feel like wearing heels or it could be barefoot as much as I want to be barefoot there. But that kind of playfulness even extended to something as specific as height and then ended up translating through the use of high heels here in this reality. So fun and just expansive for me. Yes, it's not quantum mechanics. Yes, it's not... um, interior decorating. It's not inner voice. It's not the stuff that I'm used to being known for or used to being good at in myself. It's expanding to say, yes, I know these things and I also can wear high heels. And I also have a new sense of style about myself as I practiced outfitting, as I call it, you know, style and and little outfits to put together. It's my version of cooking. Maybe one day I'll love cooking physically in this reality, but in Bella Vida nor in this reality do I ever cook. <laughs> so, so, So that one's not something so far that's bringing joy in that reality or this one, but maybe it will be. And if that happens, if I start to become an excellent cook at, I don't know, New Orleans cuisine, that doesn't take away from my intuition. It doesn't take away from my intelligence. It doesn't take away from any of the little facets of beauty that I've been playing with in this reality. It just adds to the vocabularies and to the languages that I know. So I just want to share this in case this is helpful for anyone else on the subject of beauty and allowing themselves to embrace that in whatever preference form that takes for you. It does not need to take the preference form it takes for me. Of course, that's understood. Obviously, we're all very wise 
at this point that it's all individual preferences, which are mixed into cultural preferences too. You're in a time and place reality. I'm sure, you know, if we're all living in, I don't know, 1850, we'd have different preferences than we have now. Although some people might prefer to wear 1850s clothing now, or even there, they might've preferred to wear Grecian clothing and you could still prefer that now. But there's a lot of sometimes like modernization of preferences and also your individualization of your own personality and experiences, but just not being afraid to embrace what they might be for right now and allowing them to change and expand and add to your facets of yourself. I just find that this has been, like I said, one of the most unexpected and transformational elements because at the time that this is all happening, I've already gone through a very big shift in consciousness that helped my direct consciousness understand itself as being just awareness. Essentially what I'm saying is, I know I'm just awareness having a physical experience. And now instead of this like beauty, for example, or the name Bella defining me in any way that's permanent, it's not, neither is this body permanent or this personality I'm currently living. But out of that knowledge then becomes a little bit more fun and a little bit more of like a Bella Vita playfulness and characterization of this reality too. So it's not just that I know that I'm creating my own reality and Bella Vita. I also know I'm creating my own reality here and I can play with facets of this reality that bring me joy. And maybe cooking, for example, might be a facet or musical ability might be a facet that brings me joy in this reality or in Bella Vida. Right now they don't, but the beauty definitely does reign in Bella Vida. And so it makes sense that right now that's what's reigning in a sense, kind of in a new forefrontal way here. And the name change obviously just kind of brings that way, way, way more to the conscious forefront of my mind than it may otherwise have done if I hadn't had that literal name be what my inner voice selected. But yes, for anyone that's thinking about adding a new facet to your life, I hope that this expression in myself is um, just an example of someone alongside you evolving and changing as well. That's something that I think I was probably craving over the last year is to see as many examples of multifaceted, multi-archetype type people as possible. And at the end of the day, just know it does not negate your other gifts, it adds to them. And we are in a time and place where we have more potential access to information, growth, gifts, time, freedom, abundance than many other uh, eras before this one. So out of that, we have more time to educate ourselves and practice and to implement a lot of different facets. We don't have to just stay stuck with one type of experience or expression in this lifetime. We can have several throughout the lifetime and none of them have to be permanently defining of us. Even if I keep the name Bella um, for the rest of this lifetime, it doesn't mean I have to keep expressing what I embody or feel embodies Bella to me the same way through the rest of my life. It could be something that continues to evolve and change just like it can for you on any of your own facets. So yes, I hope this is helpful. This is definitely, like I said, something I wish I could have experienced when I was deciding to take on the name or not to take on the name because like I said, of all the different underlying apprehensions and beanbags, honestly, I didn't even know I had on the physical form. And even though the physical form is not the reason my intuition gave me the name, now I can also embody it within the physical form also, not just in my environment in my beautiful home or not just in jewelry or outfits, but also in the physical body and how I feel expressing that through the form 
also. So yes, until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today. Mm -hmm.